Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Take a listen to this fresh episode. It is so timely as God is pressing within me, uh, in my own self. Therefore, I'm passing it on to you. Will we yield our right to ourself, to Him? Will we live like Jesus, or will we continue to live in the filth of self? Take a listen, my friends. I pray that you will encourage others to subscribe to Tent Talk, that you'll give us a five-star review. This is how it works in the social media world, my friends. This is how we get the message out. The more that people recommend it, the more that people subscribe, the more that they give it a five-star rating, it begins to gain attention, and therefore they begin to promote it more. Would you help us in this very simple way? and um, help to promote getting this message out. Thank you so much. We love you here at Tent Talk, and we're glad that we're in this together. All right, I got a big kiss for you today. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, sons. Keep it simple. In this current culture of so much information... So many, many things. We must be determined to keep it simple. Religion loves to complicate, but Jesus keeps it simple. In John 14, 30 and 31, Jesus says very simply, I will not talk with you much more, for the prince, the evil genius, the ruler of the world, is coming, and he has no claim on me. He has nothing in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him, and he has no power over me. But Satan is coming, and I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know and be convinced that I love the Father, and that I do only what the Father has instructed me to do. I act in full agreement with his orders. Rise, let us go away from here. So again, that's John 14, 30, and 31 in the Amplified Classic. So, so simple. (laughs) And yet so intense, and fully requires, fully requires the maturity and the development that can only come from us responding to the Father through the finished work of Jesus in the full and total dependency and power of Holy Spirit. My friends, Jesus, it's his life that we share in his nature, his mind. In the spirit, when you're born again, you've received everything of the Son so that you can live as a son. 
And when it really all comes down to it, it really is, is who will rule over you? Will you fall like Adam into the deception that you should rule and run your own self? And you'll serve God as it suits you. You will live as a Christian as it suits you. You will decide about your life. Um, You will, basically, you will be God over you. Or will it be as the last Adam, Jesus himself, who said, I just give myself to the Father. And it will be as the Father says. I will do as he's doing. I will say as he's saying. And in this scripture, Jesus is letting us know this is, this is the crux of everything. He said, I am in full agreement with my Father's orders. And I will stay with the Father. I will do as the Father is doing. Say what he's saying. Take all my instruction from him. Because this was Jesus' strategy. I just do as the Father has commanded me. Why? So that the world may know and be convinced that I love the Father. Mm, mm, mm. There is so much self-realization, self-assignment, self-direction, self, 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 self-confidence, self, self, self. <laughs> and until the cross is at work in you, you cannot see it. I mean, it's like, oh my. Ooh, self. And it's good and it's evil. Hmm? Exert yourself. Stand up for yourself. Right? Well, I do stand up, but I'm standing in the freedom of Christ so as I can live as Christ. I heard someone the other day, I think it was Francis Chan, who who said one of the most destructive things of this generation is we are just so into our own thoughts. Hmm? We're just basically so into ourselves. And we are inflamed with self-awareness, with self-actualization. Um, right? But see, sons live unto the Father. That's why they've been set free. And we see this when we read Jesus' words and we hear him saying them to us. Because what he's saying is like, look, the devil's going to do what the devil's going to do. And what the devil does is he is always and forever, he's got one goal, is to get you to separate yourself from the Father. That is the entire point of sin. It is the entire power of sin. That's its goal. It's just come on out here. Live separate from the Father. You can do it. Even to Christians, this power of sin says you can be good, just be good, 
right? I read someone the other day online that was posting that though they'd been fervent in their early days and in the zeal of their assignment for God, now they just wanted to love their family and just, you know, which that all sounds good. And I, and I get that. And, and yes, I think that as we mature, we, we begin to uh, allow God to put things in its right order. But what I really heard in that was, I'm just going to relax. Let's don't be too passionate. Let's don't be consumed with zeal. Let's just relax. Love our families. Take care of our families. Right? Now that sounds good because of course, of course, right? But it kind of ended with that. And so for me, and I'm just submitting this to you, in the context of about 20 years ago, the Lord told me three major temptations would come to the sons of God, to those who were maturing unto the Father. See, it's as you go that these things begin to show themselves. Those three temptations, one, to trust in the goodness of man. Number two, uh, to stand alone, you know. Just let's don't be too wild about all this. I, you know, I'm a I'm good seed. I'm alive. I love the Lord, and but I'm just going to take care of me and mine, and and we're just going to have a nice life, and it's going to be okay. Just stand alone. Definitely don't go in the ground and die to produce. Okay, and the third one was to shrink back. Now, I could and have spent time on all three of those. But in all of this, my friends, it starts to be self-directed. I decide. I decide. I assign. I think this would be a good assignment. I think I'll just do it this way. And what I'm saying to you is that it all has to have some element of truth in it, or we would never bite. I wrote in my book that my distraction had to come looking like my destiny, or I would have never grabbed hold of it. My friend, sometimes we don't know the subtlety of these things until we bite. And then we realize uh, that is rat poison. I just bit into something that looked good, sounded good. It appeared it was um, catering to the good, the good side of self. My friends, we are those who share in the life of Jesus, that we might live like Jesus, to live fully, having yielded our right to ourselves, having fully and freely yielded our right to ourself to the Father. And Father, you can do with me as you have already determined before the foundations of the world. Because, my friends, the enemy is always going to be backing up for a more opportune time to come right back again. And this is part of what Jesus was saying. He's like, look, I'm not going to be saying too much, right? Not too much self-talk. 
not going to be too much talking going on uh, because the enemy is coming. And so it's true that sometimes we get snared by many words, by much overthinking. We need to do all our thinking with the Father. We need to give him all the time he needs to speak to us and to develop us the same way that he took 30 years to develop Jesus. You see, my friends, God is after what he's always desired. Jesus came first and foremost uh, and was led by the desires and the full intentions of the Father, not the needs of people. People are not number one, my friends. The Father is. Jesus didn't say, I've just come to get the people to heaven. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and I'm here to get you back to the Father. You know, I'm about to fly out this coming Wednesday, the 19th, to fly into to Council Bluffs, Iowa, uh, for Cross Encounter. Cross Encounter is not a nice event. That's not my little ministry that I do. It's a door. It's a doorway where people can hear what the Father has always wanted and that plan A is still on and that the cross is not just a work, it's a way of life. That they have the opportunity to hear the heart of the Father and His voice that they might give themselves fully to Him. And you don't do that by your own zeal and passion. You do that by a simple response to Him out of your freedom And I assure you, then Holy Spirit will then raise you as he raised Jesus. Because we're in an hour of history where we're not playing with our inner life, tinkering with the inner life. We are finally hearing the Father, or if you will, again hearing him in a most fresh and eternal way. And realizing, what did I think I was doing with my Christian life? Hmm? This is not about really anything other than, will I yield my right to myself to the Father so that I might live as a son? Hmm? Be you male or female, right? If you're the bride of Christ, male or female. Right? We've got too many other things running our inner world. This is not about being a good moral Christian. My friends, this is about being a flaming son unto the Father by his presence within us. You see, the first obedience of Jesus, the last obedience of Jesus, and all the obedience of Jesus was not to the needs of man, but to the will of his Father. And as Oswald Chambers would say, at the heart of every one of our Lord's answers was this, I came to do God's work in his way, not my own way. Hmm? Self, my friends, is not going to accomplish the will of God. But self is going to be sounding so good that you're going to become self-directed, self-assigned, self-motivated, self, self, self. 
And I pray that today in this simple podcast episode that the cross is cutting very powerfully to expose self in its good and its evil. Because it is not the way of the sons. The way of the sons is we go the way named Jesus. The same way he went, we will go. This is why in these uh, last two episodes, they were encore episodes that I did previously months ago, but called Filth and Carnage. If you didn't listen to them, I pray that you will. Please don't be put off by those two words. Those are words that God spoke to me, uh, letting me know he's about to expose the goodness of man, which he considers to be filth. Man is very enamored with his own goodness. Oh, we applaud it. We think it is so fantastic. And look at all that it sacrifices for God. And it's this worship of the creatures, my friends. And many, many, many of you and many, many, many people around the globe are about to be disillusioned very, very deeply. Because they're going to find out they've been much more uh, connected and in the worship of their leaders than they have been of Jesus. And when they see leaders exposed by the loving care of the Father, because he loves all of his sons and he's calling all of them back to himself. And so where many, many, many in his body and in his church have been connected to their leaders in a way that literally when they see the frailties and the sin or the whatever of their leaders... It totally freaks them out. And this will be necessary. So we need a freak out, if you will. We we need the freak out that the Father is about to gift us with when we realize, wow. Wow. (laughs) I've been much more focused and enamored and in the worship of people than I have been of Jesus. I've been trying to be more like leaders than like the Son. When Jesus, the one whom we say we love, we are Christ followers, he said himself, though the enemy comes again and again, I just have this one strategy I just do as my Father commands. I'm in full agreement with His orders. You see, Jesus was never throwing the Father under the bus. Like, well, now, you know, that's like, I don't, I would never do this. But the Father wants me to do this. So I'm going to do what the Father wants because, you know, it's the Father, you know. But that's not me, you know. My friends, we are the Father's sons. We are the bride of Jesus. We are the temple of Holy Spirit. And the Godhead is after what they've always been desiring, which is to have many sons of glory who would be a full expression of their way of life and an extension of their authority. That's going to come by full agreement. That's what Jesus said. I'm in full agreement with my Father's orders. I'm not doing it because I should. I'm not really like, I don't really agree with this, but the Father wants this. No, Jesus stood very powerfully, very, very powerfully and said, Uh, I'm in full agreement with the Father. There's nothing in me that's of the devil. And I just want to say to you, my friends, if you're born of Jesus, there's nothing in you that's of the devil. That's why the devil is seeking your agreement with him 
so that you would bring yourself outside of your oneness with the Father, that you would decide out of your freedom to yield your members to sin, this power known as sin, and live independently in your own goodness, self-directing. You see? Hmm? Come on now. You're not going to be outwitted. You're not going to remain where you are. This spell of the goodness of man spoken of in Galatians 3 is about to be broken on a global scale, privately and globally. We are about to be disillusioned about the goodness of man. We are about to see what the goodness of man is possible. Uh, I'm sorry, what the goodness of man is capable of, which is taking God's place in God's house, in God's world. Hmm? Attempting to. But God is about, in his great love, (laughs) his great fiery love, he is about to clean his house for his purposes. And we are about to be rightly connected to him for his purposes in this time of history. And I am praying for a company of jealous sons who will say, as Jesus said, I am in full agreement with my father's orders. I think like him. His thoughts have become my thoughts. His ways have become my ways. I am one with him in thought and purpose and in deed and in action and in motivation. I am one with him. So let the devil keep coming, but I am going to rise up and go with my father. I'm in full agreement with him. And why do I do this? So that the world will be convinced that I love my father. Self-love has no place here, my friends. Oh, I love myself, but I love myself out of the love that the Father has for me. Its source is not self. The source is God the Father, God the Son, God Holy Spirit. Oh, he is about to have his sons. And I pray that you be encouraged in these days of disillusionment. Discouragement, disorienting. Yeah, it's all happening. We feel like we're on full tilt in some twilight days. But my friends, we need every bit of this as the house of God because he always begins with his house. And then his house is going to fling open the doors wide that the world might see those who are truly born of Christ, and they will be convinced we love the Father, and He happens to love the world. Mm, I got to (laughs) stop. Be encouraged, my friends. Be encouraged. No matter what you see in the days to come, be encouraged. Our Father is at work, and He's working in us and getting us ready to be his flaming arrows shot out. Hmm? Not full of ourselves, full of him. And yielding our right to ourselves, to him, gladly. So, if you're anywhere near Council Bluffs, Iowa, on October 20th through the 22nd, 
get registered and come to Cross Encounter. Take your seat at the Father's table. If you've been to Cross Encounter before, I don't care if you live on the East Coast, the West Coast, or somewhere in the middle, come again. Join us. Hmm? Oh, my. I love you all. Talk to you soon. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.